Grab them grots and get those grenades. It's time for GeekCast Live. It's a trap! everybody, welcome to episode 426 of the GeekCast Live Podcast. I'm your host, GCR, and with me as always, Rob Bass and Peace. Cartoon Joe. We are uh, unfortunately sans Nick tonight. He is in a puddle. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. Happens to us. Is he in a puddle of mud? A puddle. Yeah, he's in, he's in puddle of mud. He's in the, yeah. the band puddle of mud. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's one of my favorite crack Live skits. Notes. Can we talk about how old, defunct, cracked guys are the greatest social, cultural, and political pundits of our day? They're, how they're is right. that even possible? I because they're I all smart. If, yeah. If yes, Jack uh, O'Brien was a really good boss, and so was um, uh, the guy who I can't think of his name. I don't. I can't remember it at all. Pedro David Pascal, Cal or whatever. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, Pedro so, Pascal. Do me a favor. Let's glimpse into the future a second 20 years 22 years or so down the road uh somebody from cracked is running for president who is it swame <laughs> uh, i don't hate it i don't hate it either who's his running mate who uh oh, wait, and, and and his running mate has to be someone from an old cracked head yeah, yeah. Uh, I want it to be Cody Johnson. Yes. <laughs> yeah, or Wormbo. Or, yeah. When does, uh-huh. and what's funny is during the vice presidential no, debate. No, Wormbo <laughs> is Secretary of the Interior. When, when Cody Johnson in the, in the vice presidential debate ducks under the guest and sticks his Wormbo sock hand up to fucking <laughs> talk to the other candidate. <laughs> yeah. What a moment. It would be truly. Hey, Mr. Cody. <laughs> Fucking hilarious. <laughs> fucking oh, hilarious. Man. Um, I don't know if you remembered last week, but we had uh, Tim. I barely from, remember yesterday. We had Tim from Next Chapters on. And uh, <laughs> we talked about how we were gonna we were gonna set the stage for some castle dreaming. Um uh, it is Nano Remo. It uh, is Nano Remo, which is National Novel Writing Month mm-hmm. for those of you no- November. It's also no nut November. That's true, and no shave it's November. Also no shave November. Yeah, yeah. What? No, why is November also... the month of like nose? Mm. I don't know. I was just Wait. gonna say it's the month of nose. Colonialism. Nope. Because it's it's November. That makes. Yeah. I've, well, I've I've seen a lot of ladies doing like uh, passing that around. Like, learn to say no this month, girls, gals. Nice. Which one are you participating in? Uh, no shave November. No shave. Yeah. I'm also participating in No Shave November. Does my head <laughs> that count? easy one for me? Are you shaving your hand? Like, can I shave my head, or is that oh. does that count? Is it just mm. facial hair? I think it's just the I act of shaving. So I think it includes that. Oh, I always thought it was just facial hair. Oh, maybe. I don't know the rules. I don't know who the governing body is either to even write a, a <laughs> yeah, letter who, to. Who is enforcing these rules? Wouldn't it be cool if bullshit holidays like this, like like Wolf Newt, were fucking like 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 the Council of Wolf Newt is now in order, <laughs> right? And that's like for the month of March, 
the Wolf's Newt Council will, uh, I don't know, run the country or something. This lost steam. <laughs> I would. It was. That would it be was an interesting. Trip. Like if if each if each month a different holiday council ran the country. Yeah, it'd be it'd be kind of like that uh, the Hebrew Hammer movie in a weird way. I forgot that existed. I put that out of my mind. Mario I don't think I know Peebles what you're like... talking about. I know what the movie you're talking about is, but I I cannot remember the plot enough. Oh, I didn't. I I don't watch it for the plot. Oh. I watch it for Mario Van Peebles as like Captain Kwanzaa. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, Tim Vicky was here. <laughs> Nano Remo, we're writing Castle Dreams, and I thought we'd take this month. We're going to make this episode, we're kind of going to dedicate this episode to Castle Dreams, right? Next week, we'll touch on it again, but we're not going to, you know, we're not going to take a whole month and make it about the novel we're writing. But if you stay till the end of this episode, you will get the passcode, which will allow you to go to next chapters, um, type in that passcode, and you'll be able to edit, uh, add content, add characters, write the next chapter of castle dreams we're gonna we're gonna crowdsource this with our listeners um, Ooh, that's exciting yeah I, i'm not sure i want a strict plot but i well, we don't really have a plot but when we when we decide on one i think i don't want it to be strict but i'd like to follow it does that make sense yeah like sure. if somebody wants to take like a 45 degree turn cool so quick refresher then uh, what is it? What is Castle Dreams? What do you envision Castle Dreams to be? In my head, well, I think Castle Dreams started as a erotic Harry Potter fanfic. And yeah, it's uh, Fifty Shades of uh, it's of Fifty Harry Shades of, of Hogwarts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't I mind that, keeping. I some... hope that beat was you writing that down because that was good. <laughs> I don't mind keeping some erotica, but I think we I think we mainstream this thing. I think okay. we take like the butt plug club completely out of it. Yeah. Okay. Not it's not a tingler. It's well, I think there could be mention of like the sexy dungeons, maybe. Sure. Mm-hmm. But uh, the concept is that there's a uh, the offspring of a uh, female centaur and a merman, um, who just has the human human parts. And so she's just a regular human girl. But because she is technically a cryptid, she has to go to cryptid high school. That makes sense. Okay. I think that's all we have officially for Castle Dreams. Other than, um, I think the sequel is called The Necro Horse Cometh. So yeah, I, I don't know. I forgot about that. Yes. I don't, I don't know what that means, but that is the name of the sequel. So uh, has it evolved at all in uh, your guys' uh, independent mind, I suppose, up to this point? For me, it has. Like, I don't have a name of the main character. I don't know how many side characters there are. Um, but I do have, like, a loose plot I'd like to pitch. Okay. Um, if you don't mind. And, and oh. like, I'm not looking for this to be rubber stamped. If you guys better ideas, if you've got a different idea, I don't care. I'd like to hear it. Um, yes. This is just what I've been kicking around in my head. Send it. Pitch it. So she's a regular human girl. She has to go to cryptid high school because technically she's a cryptid, right? Her dad, 
um, who I see her parents as kind of a uh, uh, Gomez Adams and uh, Morticia Adams, right? Oh, only, all right. Only she's a centaur and he's a merman. And in my head, when this gets adapted to a movie, mm-hmm. um, it's Louise Guzman plays <laughs> plays Herman Merman. That's the only name of any character I have. He's not Herman okay. Merman. Uh-uh. No. He's Herman Merman. They're the Mermans. All right. So she goes to Krypton High School, right? And she doesn't fit in, right? Because she goes, she's just a regular human. <laughs> and all the other people are like vampires and trolls and werewolves and cryptids, right? Yeah, uh, J- Jersey Devils, Mothmans. Chupacabras. Um, there's a chupacabra for sure. Um, and so she ends up. Uh, chupacabra's some... name is Joe Estevez. <laughs> yes. Write it. Somebody write it down. <laughs> and in fact, actually, I, I think I'm going to write the chupacabra's name is Joe Estevez. And that's our first official show title, I think. Um, in my head, she meets some friends and none of them fit in and it's high school, right? So it's like super clicky. Sure. Um, I think one of the ideas that Rob had when we were talking about it was, uh, Squatch House, right? Yes. They're like the jock click, right? There's like the jock frat and it's all Sasquatches, Yetis, Abominable Snowmen. They always carry around, uh, whatever the tools of our fake high school sport is, our Quidditch. And mm-hmm. like sleeveless letter jackets, uh, they're total frat chuds. Um, love it. Uh, I I want to pitch Quiggle Ball. Wiggle Ball. Wiggle Ball. I have no idea anything more than that yet. Uh, let me write that down too. Quiggle Ball. So yeah, in my head. The concept is, and, and I don't want to, I kind of want to do this like Dresden Files, right, Joe? Where, like, the first two books, they're just kind of independent books. They're episodic yeah. in nature. They introduce the world. There's no mm-hmm. overarching theme. You're not building towards something like the other 17 books are, right? Yeah, it's just a regular old magical girl genre story. Right. But here's the thing. Her and her friends who don't really fit into any of these cliques, and it's high school, but it's high school's full of cryptids. There's fucking clicks, man. There's like the lichens and the vamps and the squatches, yada, yada, yada. Sure. These kids decide to get together and bring down the hierarchy of clicks at Cryptid High from the inside out using a skunk works minus Hoggins Haversack. <laughs> Minor Hobbins Haversack. Hmm. Uh, so I know what that is, but go ahead and explain it for Joe. <laughs> no, I don't remember Minot- what it is at all. Minot Hoggins Haversack is a military concept of um, continuing to fit in um, as like a disguise, right? So <clears throat> if there was a skunk works, so if there was a, if there was a, an illegal or, uh, not subvergent. Is that the word I'm looking for? It sounds right, but it also sounds like another young adult novel. Anyway, if there's like a clan de- subvergent, it's gotta be, right? Right. 
Um, like a, a prequel to what is the the insurgent or whatever? In, is it Invergent? Am I thinking of Divergent? It might be. Subvergent. That's another book I'm putting on next chapters. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Ooh. basically, Minus Hoggins Haversack is keeping up appearances um, because you have to, because if you if you stopped keeping up appearances, if you stopped doing your routine, people would realize that there was something else going on. Mm. So all these kids who don't fit in really with the, the school form their own clique and decide to bring down all the other cliques inside Cryptid High. And that's, that's Castle Dreams. That's book one. There's a, they, 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 there's a skunk works where like the vampire, the vegan bisexual vampire that <laughs> regular human girl hooks up with. Um, she actually joins the vampire clique, even though she's a vegan, um, but she fits in enough because she's a vampire. And so she's kind of working from the inside to get information about the vamp clique so she could bring that whole thing to the ground type thing. You with me? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what happens. That's, in my opinion, that's what Castle Dreams should be. Oh, and there's uh, this there's this crazy twist at the end where uh, um, at a party, um, the vampires want to test. You know, like if you're an undercover cop and the guys make you like snort coke, you have to snort coke. Otherwise, right. they're going to know you're an undercover cop. Right, right, right. So even though she's a vegan vampire who doesn't do the human blood thing, it's just not her fucking deal. They bring out a girl that she has to uh, drink from, and it turns out to be another girl from her clique. And she goes too far, and she actually not only drinks off her, but turns her into a vampire. Oh, no. And, oh. and that's, the, that's like the twist at the end, because now like everybody doesn't like her, even though you know she was just doing what she's supposed to do, and she had to do it anyway, right? Mine, it's Hoggins right. Haversack. Yeah. But now there's like... Like the kid was like a satyr, so now he's like a vampire satyr. So there's that. I, so what clique does he belong to? What Fuck. kind of food is served as a, at a vampire satyr? Unleavened mm. bread, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> lettuce, just like a piece of wet romaine. Blood orange. A blood orange, and then a rat. Mm-hmm. One plump nice. rat. A memory of the vampire. You've really got the diets of students to a T at this school. Vampire Seder. Uh, it's nice, so, like a nice vampire Passover. Yeah. Uh, so what? It's a great they, arcade fire type band, isn't they it? They don't. They don't yeah. smear blood on their doorposts. They just put the lamb there. <laughs> Sorry, Rob. Go ahead. Uh. What, uh, do you have any idea for a name for this school? I don't. I would love, I mean, um, does anybody have any ideas? Should we, should we, like, should it be one of those, uh, J.K. Rowling, like, two on the nose names? Like, oh, it's called Dermstrang. I get it. Right. Or, yes, he's a Mundungus. (laughs) Or, like, Nah, I was gonna go. I was gonna make fun of J.K. Rowling, but we should just not mention her name. If I've heard uh, from Alex I was Jones. actually thinking of calling it like Roland's school or Rowling's school for cryptids. 
tempting. This chalkboard still too close. Chalkboard. I like chalkboards. Chalkboards. Ooh, that's good. C H O G. Chalkboards for sure. Yeah. Now there's not houses, right? But you do generally go to. I mean, that's the whole concept, right? Is it like that's a like, like a boarding school still though? It is like a boarding school, I think. No. Okay, that makes sense. Um, and I love that there's like door. Yeah, there's like dormitories, like the vamps, and we don't have to call them the vamps, right? We can call them like leather daddies. Right. Is this yeah. this is going to turn that into an erotic young adult novel, isn't it? Uh, it might. The moral. Well, that's what editing is for, right? That. That's what editing's for. That's right. That's right. So yeah, there's like leather daddies, um, and then there's like. Uh, Squatch House, or the House there's, of Squatch. There's definitely Squatch House, for sure. There's a whole chapter in Squatch. Do you have to rush these different... Is that what it is? Do new kids have to rush the different Ooh. frat houses? Like the frat... I, like the houses pick you. Like, what if you're... Like, do you have to be a Squatch to be in Squatch House? Or are there, like, other uh, things in Squatch I, I House? I think that there are other things in it, yeah. I, I feel yeah, like I it's, it's like Weasley's in Gryffindor. You don't have to be in Gryffindor if you're a Weasley. But you probably but, will be right. So if you show up and you're a, if you're like the new squatch, you're probably. Wiggle yeah, ball is just really big in squatch culture. So I mean, it's like soccer or football. I think squatch. I think they a quiggle ball needs to have some sort of giant paddle, mm-hmm. like oh, a it's like a cricket bat, like a, like a cricket bat. Yeah, yeah. or like a curling stick. Okay. Um. I think it's got to be some sort of... It's got to be like uh, field hockey meets high lie. Ooh. All right. Yes. I was going to say... I was literally going to say lacrosse meets rugby. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think we're on the same page. I'm, I'm totally with you. That's quiggle ball. Uh, is it because the ball is called a quiggle? <laughs> uh, the ball is actually a creature, and the creature is oh. a quiggle. Oh, is the stick called the quiggle, or is the the pitch called the quiggle? it's uh, a good question. Uh, by, by pitch, I mean like the field. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think the quiggle is the name of the the ball, and the ball I, is uh, <laughs> actually some sort of cryptid in its own. Is it? Is it funny if everything is the quiggle? Yes, like actually, you know what? Every, absolutely, it's called the everything. The Nobody knows how this game works except for squatches. Yeah. Everything. But I do is agree. A I do agree that the the uh, at least originally when the sport was invented, the quiggle was the ball, and it was another cryptid. Yes. No, and I I think that making everything the quiggle is absolutely fantastic. Nobody <laughs> knows how this game works. No, it's a I'll lot of quiggle, it's a lot quiggle. of uh, running. Into each other, and then you know how like uh you know like that like the yeah it's a heavy contact sport oh heavy con- and the, and the stick is gonna it's curved at the end so they can they can take the quiggle and catch it and fucking sling it <laughs> yeah and you can you're technically not allowed to hit anybody with the quiggle well sure but, but you, you can it's rarely called especially if it's below the waist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's all all sorts of triple uh, quiggle trips. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, and sure you don't want to. The best part is when the quiggle gets thrown by the quiggle, and then the quiggle quiggles it. Uh huh. <laughs> and then it's a quiggle. And then yeah, and then a quiggle is scored. Jesus. Fuck. Absolutely. <laughs> I there needs I to be. It. I love there, it. There needs to be one thing that's not called the quiggle. 
mm-hmm. because then when it's being described in the book, um, I think it's the Duncan stick. When it's when it's not being described in the book, and then finally our our heroine says like, "Oh, let me guess, that's called the Quiggle," and everybody's like, "No, you dumb fucking bitch, that's a fucking that's a Duncan stick." Yeah. Is it? Like, oh. um, is the Duncan stick the? Um... It's a stick that comes from the Donkin tree. And mm-hmm. when you light one end of it, it burns similar to a candle. Yeah. And when it goes out, the game is over. Yeah. It's the timer. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the Donkin stick. <laughs> D D O N. Yeah. Donkin. D O N K I N. That just makes sense. The Donkin. S C H T I C. <laughs> it's, it's a Duncan shtick. Duncan yeah. It's <laughs> all a one word. It's a yeah. Gag. <laughs> it's oh, like Groucho it. Marx. It's yeah. Yeah. Like, like, that's his, no, that's just his shtick. She lit up my Duncan shtick. <laughs> 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 that's a bit more Popeye than Groucho. That's fine. That's close enough. I think you killed it. To be, I mean, I think you killed it. Oh, uh, thank you. That was very Alex Jones. <laughs> um. So yeah, that's my lose. I don't have. I don't know how this progresses. I don't know how. I don't know how they bring down the clicks from the inside. I just think that the first book needs to be just heavy high school drama. With no, a I... lot of with a lot of quiggle, there needs to be another school. That they play quiggle against, quiggle ball against. Sure. It's the only time that the entire school isn't just a bunch of fucking clicks. They pull together so like they can shit talk the other school. There's almost like um, Chogbort's fascism when it comes to quiggle that ball. That sounds like, yeah. Yikes. That's a, <laughs> but also, that sounds like sports. That's a. Um, that's a sentence no one's ever said. Mm-hmm. It's quiggle ball brings out the worst in some people, you know. Well, especially the hyper competitive squatch. Mm-hmm. Do the squatch have regular white guy names like Wayne? Uh, well, I'm glad that you asked because uh, I had a character whose name was actually just Squatch McTavish. So Squatch McTavish. Okay, so let's. I asked everybody to bring an original character, so tell us a little bit about Squatch McTavish. Oh, he's uh, four tackle on the uh, Quiggle Ball team. He's the four tackle. Uh, yeah, yeah. Commanding uh, he... position. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is uh, pretty jockey. Uh, I would probably say he has a, uh, a antagonistic relationship with uh, some of the misfits. Um. Uh, probably uh, either like captain or co-captain of the uh, the Quiggle Ball team. Uh, uh, probably like a, a junior or senior. Uh, Super good looking Squatch. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Like perfect Squatch hair. Yeah. Yeah. Letter jacket all the time. Sleeves his, uh, clearly ripped off. Squatched. Yeah, Always his carrying his Quiggle. Mm-hmm. Is it? I'm sorry. Is Squatch culture going to be like Squanch culture or? Is that too many things that are the same? I'm not not about it. Does he? Uh, is he kind of the like the Draco Malfoy archetype of this? 
Is he like the the main child antagonist? Uh, more of a oh, what's the sh- uh, shitbag Slytherin captain? Uh, yeah, sure, fuck it. He's he's the Malfoy. Does he ever eventually come around in like book three? Mm. You know what? Yes, he does. Because deep down, he's got a heart of gold. Literally. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and that actually becomes plot relevant in book four. Is it terminal? Yeah. Is it like a fault in our stars? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, my heart's turning to gold. No, I think all squatches have hearts of gold. Um, it's uh, but it, 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 it is pure people. I, I people. figured out the name of our our rival school. Oh, Strobgoke. <laughs> Strobgoke. Yeah. Just a sound you made up? No, it's just chalkboards backwards, but I switched <laughs> the C and the H. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. So when they come for the big for the big uh chapter dealing with the like when all clicks and all uh high school politics are put aside because you gotta go cheer on your your chalkboards. What are yeah. they? Uh, they're the chalkboards. What's? Ooh. Um. Man, that's a great, good question. It would. It would be. The grays. <laughs> it either needs to be something like the grays, or it needs to be like. Um. Ooh, regu- the accountants. A regular human profession. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I'm following you. Yeah, like the stockbrokers, the stock, the chalkboard brokers. <laughs> yes, money makers. Ching. <laughs> Four tackle. What other positions are there in uh, Quiggle Ball? Ooh, uh, Four tackle. There's two wings. Mm-hmm. A snide. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Uh, yep. A four tackle, two wings, a snide. A goalie. Goalie. A halfback. Uh-huh. Um, a four-fifths back. A hunchback. A hunchback. Yes. <laughs> yep. Famous because of Quasimodo, of course. Oh, legend. Oh, he's the best quibble player ever. Legendary he's quibble ball guy. player. Um, and then there's uh, there's two more positions. I can't remember what they're called. Mm. Snide. That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> uh, What's the, the role of Snide? The pickleback. I don't know. Pickleback. I like that too. Yeah. Are there it, it, are there uh, innings? halves quarters or is it just oh no the game starts and it ends when the donkin stick mm-hmm. is goes out goes out yep yeah exactly I, there might be like a half time though where they where the quiggle goes and blows out the candle mm-hmm. or the well, donkin oh, stick yeah yeah <laughs> ooh i like that quiggle needs to take a nap for a bit so i was thinking oh, maybe that's the... right the quiggle's an actual thing yeah. A quiggle is a cryptid that we get to make up right now. It's like an armadillo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and a sea urchin. Seven <laughs> it does legs, not, though. It does not feel pain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Going back to the erotic part, I was going to say it gets off on it. But, I was uh, saying, is it horny for pain? Is that why it looks yeah, in? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It has a... It's just been this one quiggle for the last... Yeah, it just gets off on it. 3,000 Well, years. no one's told him the safe word. Yeah. So... What is he yeah, gonna that's, do? Yeah, that's that's whenever the game of Quiggle officially ends. You Would discover. you tell the Quiggle the safe word? Yeah. <laughs> God, so like you can play uh, matches like, with the that, donkey stick, but the game doesn't end until. Well, until and if you the, think yeah, of the, if you think about the game, you automatically not unlike the game, like with the conditions that you could meet to just end the whole game. Right. Yeah. Didn't that end officially? Sure. The game, yeah, because everybody in the world has thought about it. Well, that too, but no, there was like there were specific conditions that had to be met, and I think somebody met them. Mm-hmm. What could that have been? Or it was tied to the queen dying. I can't remember which. Oh. <laughs> Probably, as all good things are. Um, chalkboards. Chalkboards. Joe, do you have a uh, an original? Yes. One of the things that makes our heroine not fit in is the fact that her uncle is the swimming instructor. Oh. Uh, the, his her name, uncle, the centaur. No, no. His name is, is Dag... Uh, how did you say? Dag Merman? Yes. Merman. Yeah, Merman. Yeah, and he's a dog merman. Oh, so he's... He's, he's a talking seal. Is it... <laughs> That's fine. I love that. By marriage, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. By marriage. Not he didn't become a seal by marriage. He's no, he definitely became a seal by marriage. Yeah. No, his uh um his his mother was a was a a, a mermaid. Mm-hmm. Um a mermatron, if you will. Oh. And uh I will uh, his, his his father was uh uh, the type of werewolf that's always a wolf. So just a, a wolf. Yeah. Okay. But with like the hyper intelligence. Yeah, and a red flannel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The red flannel. Um, oh. My character is is um, uh, Piper. Her name is Piper. Mm-hmm. She is a. Uh, she is a bisexual vegan vampire. Okay. She is the first official friend of our unnamed regular human girl heroine. Um, she obviously doesn't fit in with the other vamps because A, she's not into leather, and B, she's a vegan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so she uh she takes synthetic blood capsules. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, um, she's a. Uh, they have a they have a a will they won't they tension throughout. Nice. Um, Piper, yes. Um, there's nothing physically different about her and other vampires. She just um, listen, being she's vegan by choice, you know. <laughs> so it's just it's just what she does. It's who she is. It's her whole identity. Yeah. She has a nose ring. 
Yep. And a fun haircut. Mm-hmm. Ooh. What kind of fun haircut? Uh, you know, one of those like uh, fun ones. Yeah. You know, like no. a like a like a sassy fun haircut. Mm. Like, like mo- didn't go to Catholic school. Yeah, she's got like a faux hawk type thing. Yeah. All right. One of those uh, ones where uh, if she brushes it to both sides, it just looks like she has regular hair. Yes. Nice. Yes. And this is a uh, she. Um, she feels like uh, one of the like Hermione Ron roles. Mm. Yeah, she's yes. like Ron. Dare I say she feels both? Oh, she feels both. Mm. She's a uh, vegan by choice, and she tells you all about it. Uh, so we should probably name the uh, regular hu- yeah, regular human girl. Yeah, who is? Uh, well, her uh, her dad's last name is Merman. Merman. Yeah. So uh, is is she also a merman is... or? I think so. That makes sense. And I mean, I guess unless she's taking it, her yeah, mother's did, did, name, uh, that's fair. Did her um, did her mother take her father's last name? Uh, it's cryptid world, guys. Whatever we want it to be. Yeah. Oh no, that's what I'm asking. That's why I. I she sure. might get to choose her own surname. <laughs> I don't know. Like Peekaboo Street. I like. What if it's hyphenated? We need to do. It. I think it should be uh, yes. hyphenated. Yeah. She's like yeah. Wendy Centaur Merman. Or like Merman Tor. Yes. Uh, sparkles. Oh shit. Sparkles the, or like something what, sparkles merman. Sparkles merman. Yes. She's uh what's her what's her name? What's her first name? Agatha. Uh, <laughs> Agatha uh, Sparkles Merman. Agatha Sparkles Merman. <laughs> yes. I'm I have nothing better. I really until you said Sparkles Merman, I really wanted to name her heroine. Because I thought that'd be funny, but I really like Agatha for some reason. With that, Agatha, I think it flows well together. Agatha Sparkles Merman, that's her name. Incredibly try hard, but it also works. Mm-hmm. Why did we give our heroine the name of Agatha Sparkles Merman? What do they call her? Because she introduces herself to Piper, and Piper says, "I'm not calling." No, <laughs> yeah, exactly. She says no. I'm not calling you Agatha Sparkles Merman. That's either yeah. Aggie Gap, or Sparkles or Tha. Tha. Oh, Sparkles works. Tha. Sparky. Sparky. I don't hate that. Sparks. Sparks. Agatha uh, Sparkles Merman. Well, fuck, I gotta write that down. So if you're listening out there and you want to write about Agatha Sparkles Merman, you get a chance to, um, you know, if you're the first one to it, I guess you get to create her nickname. Ooh, I like that. Leave it out. I'll probably I'll, I'll, sleep tonight. A little incentive to uh, be the one who gets on there and starts writing, maybe. What'd you say was like kryptonite? I said, now Rob's not going to sleep tonight. Oh, yeah. But that's very Rob's funny. as hard as kryptonite. Yeah. <laughs> You got it. <laughs> you got it. 
God. So that's so uh, that's all I had. That was my goal for tonight. My goal for this episode was to kind of lay out some loose groundwork for what I think um Castle Dreams uh could and should be about. I think it's a much more clear, clear vision than we've yes. uh ever had so had. far. And I'm not saying they don't have to at some point find some sort of like high school a plug of destruction. Like like a high school sex room. Or something. Yeah, sure. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think they existed at my high school, but I didn't go to Krypton High School either. So that is true. Who knows what happens at Krypton High Schools? I don't know. Or did you? I don't. Maybe I did. Maybe I went to the all human human hybrid <laughs> high school. But everybody was too nervous to talk about it. I kind of want to get two teams of 10 together to play some quiggle ball now let's, though. let's do it mm-hmm. you know those things that we were kids you'd go to the beach or something and they were like the plastic like high life paddles yes yeah. basically we just get a bunch of those yeah and uh, just we put, need, them, yeah. put put sticks on the end yeah and we need a halfback and a hunchback and a three-quarter back and a pickleback and two mm-hmm. wings a keeper and a snide. Uh, a bump and, and a snide. snide. Can't, can't forget the snide. Huh? Well, nothing can take a one but the snide. Mm-hmm. So, remember that. It's kind of a very important piece. The snide. Take, take a one? Yeah. Yeah, like in Stratego. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> Sometimes you uh, gotta. Rob, what are you geeking on this week? Uh, I'm glad that you asked. Uh... So I started watching uh, on Netflix Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosity. Ha! And I don't know if you guys have had a chance to do that yet. But uh, it is pretty fantastic. It is a uh, horror anthology. And uh, each episode is directed by uh, a different director. And I believe that the stories are all inspired from uh, short stories that were um, written by Guillermo del Toro. Uh, so he's just kind of like the executive producer and does an introduction for each episode and kind of like a uh, like a Twilight Zone sort of. Uh, oh, that's vibe. cool. That's cool. Uh, the first episode has Tim Blake Nelson in it. Uh, he who I, is whom I love. He's. I also love him. Uh, he's a real racist shitbag in this uh, episode. <laughs> he's uh, got a face for it. And, right? And uh, I won't say anything more than uh, he gets his comeuppance at the end, and it's horrifying and also uh, well-deserved. And so uh, it's good. Uh, the episodes are pretty graphic at times. Some more so than others. Uh, there was one episode where uh, there was a gentleman who uh, had to remove some sensory organs uh, from his own person, um, and that got pretty uh, pretty visceral pretty quick. Uh, but uh, overall, really enjoy the stories. Uh, the acting's great. Uh, I enjoy. Uh, just Guillermo del Toro and uh, his weird creature designs and his style of horror. So I really recommend it. If you're looking for something 
uh, spooky or uh, creepy, it'll it'll do it for you. I've I've been it's on my list of things. Yeah, it's Same. it's very solid. Uh, Joe, what about you? Uh, two things, I suppose. Uh, one, I am a little surprised to be geeking on at all. Mm-hmm. But uh, on this freaking show this week, we had some really fantastic guests, and I learned about a whole new world I'd never heard of before. Oh. Uh, apparently, uh, so I guess I should start at the beginning. The guests created a 30-minute short film of uh, basically a, like a fan-made Power Rangers episode. Okay. And it was incredibly well done. Um, I would recommend going to, if you like Power Rangers at all, or if you're just mildly intrigued, go to zenithfilmsmedia.com and check it out. Um, it's It was the most Power Rangers thing I've watched since I watched Power Rangers. <laughs> but apparently, uh, apparently that's just how the Power Rangers fandom works when people make things, is how they did it, which is that anytime you see somebody in a power suit or whatever they're called, um, that's footage from the original Japanese show, and they just plug in, they, they cut it so that you can have the actors out of the suits as just regular actors and people. Um, which is also apparently how they... Yeah, and... Uh, apparently that's how the American version of Power Rangers is made <laughs> as well. That's fascinating. Yeah, it's incredible. It really blew my mind. Uh, so it was really well done and I was very impressed with it. And um, yeah, I, I recommend checking them out. Um, what was the second thing? Uh, um, well, I've forgotten it, so I guess it didn't matter. Guess I wasn't speaking well on it after all. Uh, I guess I guess oh, it I wasn't it my was. favorite thing. New, there's a new Cool Zone Media podcast out. Oh, um, what is it? Yeah, it it drops on Tuesday nights. It's called Internet Hate Machine, and it's about hmm. the um basically every every online conflict that has happened over the last decade can be pretty much traced back to GamerGate. But Gamergate can actually be traced back to an earlier conflict called uh, Donglegate, where uh, 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 this this woman uh, happened to be black, black woman uh, in tech attended a conference and two guys were like making dick jokes about dongles. And she like posted about it on Twitter. And all she wanted was for somebody to be like to just tell them like, hey, uh, don't don't be inappropriate dickheads in public. Uh, you never know who's watching or listening or whatever. And one of the guys ended up losing his job and uh, she basically got chased off the internet. Oh. Um, and it basically set the pattern for how every big internet kerfuffle thing has happened ever since then. Um, and it's just, it's a really interesting story and and way of looking at the uh, the internet hate machine. Fucking so. everything has its fucking genesis, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Throw in some Kiwi Farms. Yep. Yep. Exactly. And fucking yeah. libs of TikTok. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow. and they just, they all follow the same, the, the harassment uh, campaigns all follow the exact same pattern as Donglegate and then later Gamergate, 
Um, and it's just, it's incredible. It's just like, wow, I didn't, I never thought of the idea of there being an origin for this because, you know, I mean, we all grew up on the internet. We were just there as these things happened. And you would just like hear about a 4chan raid or something of somebody's YouTube comments. Right. And you would either go watch it or go participate or go not participate and just play some video games on Newgrounds or whatever. But I don't know. It's fun. It's an interesting podcast. Um, I forget the name of the host. It's Bridget something. And uh, the first episode is just her and Sophie Lichterman uh, chatting. And it's it's good. It's good so far. So I, I've listened to two episodes. It has bought at least one more. I listened to the... Uh... Evans and Johnston. Uh, that's great. Uh, Peterson, Peterson episode today. I was going to start. I decided that I'm going to uh, start Ghost Church. Oh, nice. With Jamie Loftus. That's the Jamie Loftus one about uh, like mediums and stuff. I think. Spiritualism. Yeah. yeah. Um, so more cool zone media is not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that um are you geeking on the uh what are you what are you geeking on this week? Is it oh uh, no it's it's too of, I'm, for me cool zone I, media? Yeah, if you well if, if you could if you could take the concept of, of 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 Robert Evans and Cody Johnston making fun of Jordan B. Peterson's new show on the Daily Wire Plus and turn it into a drug that I could take intravenously. Yeah, I would do I, I would. Like I'm not a needle guy, I'd be a needle mm-hmm. guy. Yep, yep, for that. For that, and then I'd quit cold turkey and almost die over in yeah, kind of yeah, and going to a coma. Yep, and then I would just yeah. start crying on people's podcasts. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, no, I'm geeking on there's two shows on uh, <laughs> uh, two shows on Netflix that I've been watching. One I'm almost done with. One I finished because I didn't realize it was only four episodes. Oh, okay. Both are interesting. I don't know if either one is good, I guess, but they it, it kept me. Um, one is called uh, Inside Man, um, and it's uh, Stanley Tucci and David Tennant. All right. Okay. Um, David Tennant plays the vicar in a small town, um, and Stanley Tucci plays a death row inmate in America who is a... Uh, uh, absolutely murdered and mutilated his wife's body, but he's like a uh, he's like a criminalist, like a profiler, and so people come to him, and like he 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 solves their like mystery for him, like while sure he's like Hannibal Lecter. He's like Hannibal Lecter. Yeah, sure, I follow. So. That's where uh, that's that show. It's four episodes long. The pacing on it, the tense, the intensity is great for three and a half episodes, and then it just uh, they decide to end it all in the last fifteen minutes, and it's like, wow, you you could have done four more episodes instead. Um, that's wild. There's not, it's not like a weekly show where they're going to come nope. out with more. Nope, four episodes. Huh. Uh, good performance by David Tennant. Um, uh, I just expected, I thought it was going to be more. I thought it was be like, oh, first season's 10 episodes long, but yeah, or at least eight, episodes. right? Um, the second one I haven't finished yet, uh, it's called The Watcher. Um, 
been hearing a lot about oh, this. Oh, yeah, yeah. I saw an ad for that. Naomi Watts, Bobby Cannaval, Richard Kind, um, Shooter McGavin. He's in it. It's a great... The cast is awesome. The concept is awesome. Um, I watched probably four episodes and was like, you know what? I'm done. This is... It's lost me. I, I like... I know who did it type mm. thing. And then I, we decided to watch one more episode... And by the end of that episode, it had genuinely scared me for the first time and yeah. um, and took what I thought I knew about where the show was going and just turned it on its head. Wow, that's fun. Uh, yeah, it really I went into the, the to the fifth episode, like knowing for sure halfway through it, I'd turn it off or zone out. And instead I was like, oh, this is the show is good again. It's good. <laughs> Um, that's fascinating inspired by a true story it's not based on one you know this didn't actually happen but uh, it's a Ryan Murphy I think is who does it so I think he's a American Horror Story is that who does all those uh is that American Horror Story uh I think so I think so because I think the other person that I was thinking of is actually Mike Flanagan the guy that did like Uh, Ryan uh, Murphy did Glee Oh. And, yeah, an, an American Horror Story. And Nip um, Tuck. Nip Tuck, yeah. Um, he was an executive producer for Dahmer. Um, which is... I didn't tell you this fun story. We're watching Dahmer. Mm. Go and, on. Uh, he had yet to eat any humans on the show, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, also, spoiler alert, Jeffrey Dahmer was a cannibal. Wait, what? Whoa. And, uh, it was a Natalie and I, we were drinking. It was like a Friday night, like 11.45. And I was like, I'm fucking starving. And I want, <laughs> so I got up and as we're watching the show, I make some of that, those like fried chili eggs. And oh, I yeah, look at nice. the fridge and I've got a fucking baseball steak. So I fucking throw a steak on the fucking pan. I make dark lunch, right? I make steak and eggs at midnight. Oh, yeah. I sit down to eat my steak right as Jeffrey Dahmer puts like, the dude's calf in the skillet to start searing it off. And, yeah. And the house, you'd think it was like a 4D movie. The house smells like burning meat. There's there's like grease in the air. I'm I'm eating a fuck and of course I cooked the steak for like 32 Second. seconds. Yeah. So I've got this fucking bloody as hell fucking blue sirloin steak that I'm eating. And Natalie's, I'm looking over and she's fucking dry heaving. And I'm like, turn the fucking show off. She's like, she says, or you could put that away. I'm like, what do you want? I'm not throwing it away. Well, turn the show, turn the fucking show off. It was the timing of it. I knew it was coming at some point. I didn't expect that he would start eating humans the second I sat down with my steak. Yeah. It was a, it was like an Alamo there... draft house immersive experience. <laughs> That's awesome. And it just, like I said, it wasn't like I was like, I'm going to make a steak because it's coming up. I didn't even, I just figured they wouldn't actually, they showed him eating it. And obviously the actor's not eating human, but it was really hard to watch. Was it, is it obvious? I thought he was method for the whole thing. No, he might have been. I heard, uh, uh, I've been seeing articles lately about uh, an interview he did where he said that he, uh, spent a couple months living as Jeffrey Dahmer as preparation for the role. And yeah. Everyone's like, what does that mean? What is, you can't just say that and not elaborate. 
Yeah, you, you can't say I've been living like Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah. But to Do my knowledge, he, he hasn't delivered. I mean, where would he get the ethical human meat? Mm. Uh, I guess if you're living as Dahmer, you're not. Well, you know, you get it from the globalists. <laughs> George Soros and his ethical human meat. Just George Soros's ethical human meat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, excellent! I, I'm done. If you liked what you heard tonight. The best thing you could do is go to your podcast aggregator. Give us five stars. Tell us. Um, tell us a character you would like to add to uh, Castle Dreams. And if you would like to tell us other things, you can do so on the socials by searching GeekCast Live. You can also go to our website, which is violentpress.com. If you wanted to support us in some other ways, you could do so over at patreon.com slash geekcastlive or buy our new George Soros's Ethical Human Meat t-shirt over at gcl.threadless.com. <laughs> That's gcl.threadless.com. gcl.threadless.com. And... Don't forget that we will see you in hell. Bye. Uh, also, uh, watch this. I'm going to do this. So congratulations. You stayed not only for the entire episode, but the entire outro. All of the theme music we put in at the end of the show that no one listens to. This is, like a, bonus, this is like a bonus track on a CD in the 90s, right? This is the code to use if you want to write on Castle Dreams. Rob, are you ready? Yeah. Joe, are you ready? Very. It's three separate words. The code is three separate words, but there's no spaces. Rob, the first word? Uh, flag. Joe, the second word? Steak. Ozone. Flag, steak, ozone. That's the code. We'll see you on next chapters. Bye. Hey, everyone. Nico here. And as always, we just want to take a minute to thank all those degenerates, ne'er-do-wells, and supporters who make this ill-fated machine stumble to the finish line. We could not do it without you, for better or worse. So thank you, as always, to Danger Johnson, Brandon Rust, Jesse G. Letourneau, Lotta Bartova, Kelly Shuttleward, the Poly Nerds, the K-Man, Quentin Quattrain, my man Dan Shale, Randy the Bang Bus, Bang Bus, Hapless Sam McGillicuddy, Churchill Dowds, I don't know if that's their official website, that might be porn, Rose Rosenstein, Sandy Hornblower, <laughs> That's a Grumpkin's flight right there. That's from, what is that, Charleston? Uh, Pinkert Hagers. We've got Jew Dave, which is Dave the Fish. Girl from Thereaways. Three Finger Emily. We love all of you. Get in on the action. You know where to follow us. If not, Joe will tell you. I'm not reading that name because that's not a real person. But the rest of you are. We love you. Thank you, as always. 
Check this.